0: we will be following a bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole bible in a year that was created by minister robert murray mcshane for his congregation back in 1842 and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now good morning and welcome to the friday july 28th episode of the faith comes from hearing podcast I am Wayne Floyd, your host. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian Podcast Community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. We'd love to see you over there. A lot of great listening. Definitely worth your while. Um, As I indicated before, we're only going to be doing Bible reading today. We're not going to be doing Bible study today, uh, trying to get a sermon ready and stuff, so I need the extra time. Uh, We'll pick back up, and God willing, in John 10... um, I'm trying to wrap up the end of Jesus' public ministry uh, next week. So let's go ahead and dive right in. We're going to go ahead and open up with in prayer with the six-day morning prayer. It's called the Gospel. Let's pray. O Thou Most High, Creator of the ends of the earth, Governor of the universe, Judge of all men, Head of the Church, Savior of sinners, Thy greatness is unsearchable, Thy goodness infinite, Thy compassions unfailing, Thy providence boundless, thy mercies ever new, We bless thee for the words of salvation. How important, suitable, encouraging are the doctrines, promises, and invitations of the gospel of peace. We are lost, but in it thou hast presented to us a full, free, and eternal salvation. Weak, but here we learn that help is found in one that is mighty. Poor, but in him we discover unsearchable riches. Blind, but we find he has treasures of wisdom and knowledge we thank thee for thy unspeakable gift thy son is our only refuge foundation hope confidence we depend upon his death rest in his righteousness desire to bear his image may his glory fill our minds his love reign in our affections his cross inflame us with ardor let us as christians fill our various situations in life escape the snares to which they expose us discharge the duties that arise from our circumstances Enjoy with moderation their advantages, improve with diligence their usefulness, and may every place and company we are in be benefited by us. Amen. Alright, and the morning devotion, the text from it, or for it, is from Psalm 73, 22. So foolish was I, and ignorant, I was as a beast before thee. Remember, this is the confession of the man after God's own heart and in telling us his inner life, he writes, So foolish was I, and ignorant. The word foolish here means more than it signifies in ordinary language. David, in a former version of the psalm, writes, I was envious as the foolish, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, which shows that the folly he intended had sin in it. He puts himself down as being thus foolish, and adds a word which is to give intensity to it. So foolish was I. How foolish he could not tell! It was a sinful folly, a folly which was not to be excused by frailty, but to be condemned because of its perseverance and willful ignorance. For he had been envious of the present prosperity of the ungodly, forgetful of the dreadful end awaiting all such. And are we better than David that we should call ourselves wise? Do we profess that we have attain perfection, or to have been so chastened that the rod has taken all our wilfulness out of us. Ah, this were pride indeed. If David was foolish, how foolish should we be in our own esteem, if we could but see ourselves. Look back, believer. Think of your doubting God when he has been so faithful to you. Think of your foolish outcry of, not so, my father, when he crossed his hands in affliction to give you the larger blessing. Think of the many times when you have read his providence in the dark, misinterpreted his dispensations, and groaned out, all these things are against me, when they are all working together for your good. Think how often you have chosen sin because of its pleasure, when indeed that pleasure was a root of bitterness to you. Surely, if we know our own heart, we must plead guilty to the indictment of a sinful folly, and and conscious of this foolishness, we must make David's consequent resolve our own. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel. All right, and now into our reading. Uh, hang on, I need some water here. All right, we're going to read Second Chronicles 21 through 23, Romans 11 verses 13 through 36, Psalm 22 verse 1 through 18, and Proverbs 20 verse 7. So Second Chronicles 21, hear the word of the Lord, and Jehoshaphat slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David, and Jehoram his son became king in his place. Now he had brothers, the sons of Jehoshaphat, Azariah, Jehiel, Zechariah, Azariah, Michael, and Shavatiah. All these were the sons of Jehoshaphat, king of Israel. And their father gave them many gifts of silver, gold, and precious things with fortified cities in Judah. But he gave the kingdom to Jehoram, because he was the firstborn. So Jehoram arose over the kingdom of his father and strengthened himself, and he killed all his brothers with the sword, and some of the commanders of Israel also. Jehoram was thirty-two years old when he became king, and he reigned eight years in Jerusalem. And he walked in the way of the kings of Israel, just as the house of Ahab had done, For Ahab's daughter was his wife, and he did what was evil in the sight of Yahweh. However, Yahweh was not willing to make the house of David a ruin, because of the covenant which he had cut with David, and since he had promised to give a lamp to him and his sons forever. In his days Edom revolted from under the hand of Judah, and made a king over themselves, Then Jehoram crossed over with his commanders and all his chariots with him, and he arose by night and struck down the Edomites who were surrounding him and the commanders of the chariots. So Edom revolted from under the hand of Judah to this day. Then Libna revolted at the same time from under his hand, because he had forsaken Yahweh the god of his fathers. Moreover he made hype Sorry, moreover he made high places in the mountains of Judah and caused the inhabitants of Jerusalem to play the harlot and drove Judah astray. Then a letter came to him from Elijah the prophet saying, Thus says Yahweh the God of your father David, because you have not walked in the ways of Jehoshaphat your father and the ways of Asa king of Judah, but have walked in the ways of the kings of Israel and have caused Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to play the harlot as the house of Ahab played the harlot, and you have also killed your brothers your own family, who were better than you. Behold, Yahweh is going to smite your people, your sons, your wives, and all your possessions with a great calamity, and you will suffer severe sickness, a disease of your bowels, until your bowels come out because of the sickness, day by day. Then Yahweh stirred up against Jehoram the spirit of the Philistines and the Arabs who bordered the Ethiopians. And they went up against Judah and invaded it and carried away all the possessions. Hmm all the possessions found in the king's house together with his sons and his wives, so that no son was left to him except Jehohaz, the youngest of his sons. So after all this, Yahweh smote him in his bowels with an incurable sickness. Now it happened in the course of time, at the end of two years, that his bowels came out because of his sickness, and he died with, his great, with this greatly painful disease, and his people made no fire for him like the fire for his fathers. He was thirty-two years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem eight years, and he departed with no one's regret. And they buried him in the city of David, but not in the tombs of the kings. Second Chronicles 22 Then the inhabitants of Jerusalem made Ahaziah, his youngest son, king in his place. For the band of men who came with the Arabs to the camp had killed all the older sons. So Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, became king. Ahaziah was twenty-two years old when he became king, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Athaliah, the granddaughter of Omri. He also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother was his counselor to do wickedly. And he did what was evil in the sight of Yahweh like the house of Ahab, for they were his counselors after the death of his father to his destruction. He also walked according to their counsel, and went with Jehoram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, to wage war against Hazael, king of Aram, at Ramoth Gilead, but the Arameans struck Joram, so he returned to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds which they caused by striking him at Ramah, when he fought against Hazael, king of Aram, and Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to see Jehoram, the son of Ahab, in Jezreel because he was sick. Now the downfall of Ahaziah was from God, and that he went to Joram. And when he came, he went out with Jehoram against Yehu, the son of Nimshi, whom Yahweh had anointed to cut off the house of Ahab. Now it happened when Yehu was executing judgment on the house of Ahab, he found the princes of Judah and the sons of Ahaziah's brothers attending to Ahaziah, and killed them. And he sought Ahaziah, and they caught him while he was hiding himself in Samaria. They brought him to Yehu, put him to death, and buried him. For they said, He is the son of Jehoshaphat, who sought Yahweh with all his heart. So there was no one of the house of Ahaziah to retain the power of the kingdom. Now Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son had died. So she rose and destroyed all the royal seed of the house of Judah. But Jehoshabeth, the king's daughter, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons, who were being put to death, and put him and his nurse in the bedroom. So Jehoshabeth, the daughter of King Jehoram, the wife of Jehoiada, the priest, for she was the sister of Ahaziah, hid him from Athaliah, so she did not put him to death. So he was hidden with them in the house of God six years, while Athaliah was reigning was reigning over the land. Second Chronicles 23 Now in the seventh year, Jehoiada strengthened himself and took commanders of hundreds, Azariah the son of Jeroham, Ishmael the son of Johanan, Azariah the son of Obed, Messiah the son of Adaiah, and Elishaphat, the son of Zikri, and they entered into a covenant with him. And they went around Judah and gathered the Levites from all the cities of Judah and the heads of the fathers' households of Israel, and they came to Jerusalem. Then all the assembly cut a covenant with the king in the house of God. And Jehoiada said to them, Behold, the king's son shall reign, as Yahweh has spoken concerning the sons of David. This is the thing which you shall do. One third of you, of the priests and Levites, who come in on the Sabbath, shall be gatekeepers at the thresholds, and one third shall be at the king's house, and a third at the gate of the foundation, and all the people shall be in the courts of the house of Yahweh. But let no one enter the house of Yahweh except the priests and the ministering Levites. They may enter, for they are holy, and let all the people keep the charge of Yahweh. And the Levites will surround the king, each man with his weapons in his hand, and whoever enters the house, let him be put to death, and be with the king when he comes in, and when he goes out. So the Levites and all Judah did according to all that Jehoiada the priest commanded, and each one of them took his men who were to come in on the Sabbath, with those who were to go out on the Sabbath, for Jehoiada the priest did not dismiss any of the divisions. Then Jehoiada the priest gave to the commanders of hundreds the spears and the shields and small shields, which had been kings David's, which were in the house of God. And he caused all the people to stand, each man with his weapon in his hand, from the right side of the house to the left side of the house, by the altar and by the house, around the king. Then they brought out the king's son, and put the crown on him, and gave him the testimony and made him king. And Jehoiada and his sons anointed him, and said, Long live the king. Then Athaliah heard the noise of the people running and praising the king, so she came into the house of Yahweh to the people. And she looked, and behold, the king was standing by his pillar at the entrance, and the commanders and the trumpeters were beside the king, and all the people of the land were glad and blew trumpets, the singers with their musical instruments leading the praise. Then Athaliah tore her clothes and said, Treason, treason. Then Jehoiada the priest brought out the commanders of hundreds who were appointed over the military force and said to them, Bring her out between the ranks, and whoever follows her, let him be put to death with the sword. For the priest said, You shall not put her to death in the house of Yahweh. So they laid hands on her, and when she arrived at the entrance of the horse gate of the king's house, they put her to death there. Then Jehoiada cut a covenant between himself and all the people and the king, that they would be the people of Yahweh. And all the people came to the house of Baal and tore it down, and his altars and his images they broke in pieces, and they killed Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. And Jehoiada placed the assignments concerning the house of Yahweh in the hand of the Levitical priests, whom David had divided by lot to be over the house of Yahweh, to offer the burnt offerings of Yahweh as it is written in the law of Moses, with gladness and singing according to the order of David. And he caused the gatekeepers of the house of Yahweh to stand, so that no one would enter who was in any way unclean. And he took the commanders of hundreds, the nobles, the rulers of the house, and all the people of the land, and brought the king down from the house of Yahweh. And they came through the upper gate to the king's house, and they sat and they sat the king upon the royal throne. So all of the people of the land were glad, and the city was quiet, for they had put Athaliah to death with the sword. All right. Romans 11 verses 13 through 36. But I am speaking to you who are Gentiles, and as much then as I am an apostle of Gentiles, I magnify my ministry, if somehow I might, ha- move, might move to jealousy my fellow countrymen, and save some of them. For if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? And if the first piece of dough is holy, the lump is also, and if the root is holy, the branches are too. But if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive, were grafted in among them, and became a partaker with them of the rich root of the olive tree, do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast against them, remember that it is not you who supports the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. Quite right, they were broken off for their unbelief. But you, stand by your faith, do not be haughty, but fear." For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Behold then the kindness and severity of God to those who fell severity, but to you God's kindness, if you continue in his kindness, otherwise you also will be cut off. And they also, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut off from what is by nature a wild olive tree, and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these who are the natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? For I do not want you, brothers, to be uninformed of this uninformed of this mystery, so that you will not be wise in your own estimation, that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, and so all Israel will be saved just as it is written, the deliverer will come from Zion. He will remove ungodliness from Jacob. And this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. From the standpoint of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But from the stand- standpoint of God's choice, they are, beloved. Sorry, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you once were disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience. So these also now have been disobedient, that because of the mercy shown to you, they also may now be shown mercy. For God has shut up all in disobedience, so that he may show mercy to all. O the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments, and unfathomable his ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who became his counselor, or who has first given to him that it might be repaid to him, for from him and through him and to him are all things, to him be the glory forever. Amen. Psalm twenty two uh, verses one through eighteen. For the choir director according to the according to leth, Hash Hash, Hash, Hash Shahar, a Psalm of David, sorry. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Far from my salvation are the words of my groaning. O oh my God, I call by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I have no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned upon the praises of Israel. and you our fathers trusted. They trusted, and you rescued them. To you they cried out, and were granted escape. In you they trusted, and were not disappointed. But I am a worm, and not a man, a reproach of men, and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They smack their lip. They wag their head, saying, Commit yourself to Yahweh let him rescue him let him deliver him because he delights in him yet you are he who brought me out of the womb you made me trust when upon my mother's breasts upon you i was cast from birth you have been my god from my mother's womb be not far from me for distress is near for there is none to help many bulls have surrounded me strong bulls of bashan have encircled me they open wide their mouth at me as a lion that tears and roars I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaves to my jaws, and you lay me in the dust of death, for dogs have surrounded me, a band of evildoers has encompassed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I count all my bones. They look, they stare at me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots." and finally proverbs 20 verse 7 a righteous man who walks in his integrity how blessed are his sons after him all right well that is our reading for the day let's go ahead and do the evening devotional uh, the text for it is from acts 10:38 who went about doing good few words but yet an exquisite miniature of the lord jesus christ there are not many touches but they are the strokes of a master's pencil of the Savior and only of the Savior is it true in the fullest, broadest, and most unqualified sense. He went about doing good. From this description it is evident that he did good personally. The evangelists constantly tell us that he touched the leper with his own finger, that he anointed the eyes of the blind, and that in cases where he was asked to speak the word only at a distance, he did not usually comply, but went himself to the sickbed, and there personally wrought the cure. A lesson to us if we would do good to do it ourselves give alms with your own hand a kind look or word will enhance the value of the gift speak to a friend about his soul your loving appeal will have more influence than a whole library of tracts our lord's mode of doing good sets forth his incessant activity he did not only the good which came close to hand but he went about on his errands of mercy Throughout the whole land of Judea there was scarcely a village or a hamlet which was not gladdened by the sight of him. How this reproves the creeping, loitering manner in which many professors serve the Lord. Let us gird up the loins of our mind and be not weary in well-doing. Does not the text imply that Jesus Christ went out of his way to do good? He went about doing good. He was never deterred by danger or difficulty. He sought out the objects of his gracious intentions. So must we. If old plans will not answer, we must try new ones, for fresh experiments sometimes achieve more than regular methods. Christ's perseverance and the unity of his purpose are also hinted at, and the practical application of the subject may be summed up in the words, He hath left us an example that we should follow in his steps. All right, well, that is our program for the day. I thank you for spending the time with me. I'm sorry I don't really have Bible study for this evening, but again, I've got a sermon that I've got to have ready. So we will pick back up, God willing, in our study of John chapter 10 on Monday evening. I hope you have a wonderful day. I would continue to implore you to do all that you do for the glory of God. I hope you have great plans for the weekend. If they don't include worshiping with the saints, change them. You need to be worshiping with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And again, I, I hope you have a good weekend. All right, let's go ahead and close out in prayer. Uh, we'll close out with the six-day evening prayer called the Mediator. Let's pray. O God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we hope in thy word. There we see thee, not on a fearful throne of judgment, but on a throne of grace, waiting to be gracious and exalted in mercy. <clears throat> there we hear thee saying, Not depart ye cursed, but look unto me, and be ye saved. For I am God, and there is none else. The, they that know my know thy name put their trust in thee. How many now glorified in heaven, and what numbers living on earth, are thy witnesses, O God, exemplifying in their recovery from the ruins of the fall, the freeness, riches, and efficacy of thy grace. All that were ever saved were saved by thee, and will through eternity exclaim, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory, for thy mercy and truth's sake. Thou hast chosen to transact all thy concerns with us through a mediator, in whom all fullness dwells, and who is exalted to be Prince and Saviour. To Him we look, on Him we depend, through Him we are justified. May we derive relief from His sufferings, without ceasing to abhor sin, or to long after holiness. Feel the double efficacy of His blood, tranquilizing and cleansing our consciences. Delight in His service as well as in His sacrifice. Be constrained by His love, to live not to ourselves, but to Him. Cherish a grateful and cheerful disposition not murmuring and repining if our wishes are not indulged or because some trials are blended with our enjoyments, but sensible of our desert and impressed with the number and greatness of thy benefits. May we bless and praise thee at all times. Amen. All right, again, I hope you have a wonderful day and I hope to see you tomorrow morning. Have a good one. God bless.